0: Hello and welcome to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. We are here to root deep in God's word so that we can live lives of unshakable faith. My name is Ben Jacobson. I am one of the pastors here at Hope Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, and I am joined today by my colleague, Andrea Messelt, who is one of our pastoral interns here at Hope. Andrea, welcome.
1: Thanks, Ben. It's fun to be here.
0: Yeah, this is your first time on the podcast. Super excited to have you on. Excited um, to be here. Longtime listener, first time caller. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, you've been a part of uh, been a part of this podcast, and now on our adult ministry team here, mm-hmm. and so good to um, wrestle with this text today. We're talking about Jacob, uh, and. His life, and so we'll talk about who Jacob is, and lots of other stuff about that. But but before we do, part of Jacob's story is uh, a little bit of sibling rivalry, some competition. Andrea, yeah, did you were you competitive with your siblings growing up?
1: I would say I have. Two sisters, one older, one younger. Mm-hmm. And oh, you're also a middle child. Uh, yes. Aww. It's a great place to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think each one of us had our own thing that set us apart. So I don't know that we were really um, competitive growing up, but my older sister is definitely the more competitive one these days. If you meet her on a pickleball court, watch out. So,
0: Did you play games in your house growing up? card games yeah
1: yeah war was um war
0: we played played, uh a game i don't know where the name came from but it was called kemp's Hmm. like the brand of sure ice cream i haven't heard of it yeah and but you would you would have a partner and then you would have a You'd try to get four of a kind through drawing and trading or whatever. And then you'd have a secret signal with your partner. Uh And we would play this game with our cousins, my siblings, and it got very competitive. Okay, I mean, not to the point where we were trying to steal blessings from each other, (laughs) but uh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it is. It is good. So, yes, this is all about sibling rivalry. You know, I think what we discovered last week, we're walking through the the Old Testament. We're going at a pretty good clip, and we're just—we're getting some of the highlights. We're not getting every story as we do this. Um, It would be— it would be hard to do that in a in a podcast. It would take us years. Mm-hmm. right? So we're trying to get the overarching narrative of Scripture. We learned last week about how Adam and Eve were in paradise in this Garden of Eden that God had made for them to live in, and he had given them purpose and meaning and a, a place to be there and stuff to do, and, and they had this wonderful life there, but they also had an exit. They, they weren't forced to stay there. They had an exit where they could leave Uh, and the exit was by choosing to disobey God they would leave this garden and of course we know that they did disobey God they ate the fruit of the tree that they were not supposed to eat from and because of that they were expelled Mm -hmm. from this garden and everything that follows is this sort of coming to grips with the power of sin in the world Mm -hmm. that's i mean that's the the first sin that the word sin doesn't appear in the text but that's what it is is it's this distance now between god it's this choosing right sometimes but always being able to choose poorly Mm -hmm. in life which all of us do right so we're wrestling with these same things and we start to see that in the families that we encounter mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. So we see that uh, today in Jacob. And we're g- I'm gonna read the text, we're reading Exodus, sorry, not Exodus, we're not there yet. Right. Genesis 32, I'm gonna read that. And it, it kinda comes in the middle of, of Jacob's story, or, or maybe towards the end of the beginning of Jacob's story. Jacob's story is a long story. A lot of the stories of Genesis are, they span lots and lots of chapters. And so we won't be able to read the whole story together, but we'll, afterwards we'll kind of frame it up for people mm-hmm. and help you to realize how we got to where we are and, and where we're going with this. So this is Genesis 32. Jacob also went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, this is the camp of God. So he named that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau to the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He instructed them, This is what you are to say to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with Laban, and I have remained there till now. I have cattle and donkeys, sheep and goats, male and female servants. Now I am sending this message to my lord that I might find favor in your eyes. When the messenger returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you. And four hundred men are with him. In great fear and distress, Jacob divided the the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and herds and camels as well. He thought if Esau comes and attacks one group, the group that is left may escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me, and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper, and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. He spent the night there. And from what he had with him, he selected a gift for his brother Esau, two hundred female goats, twenty male goats. 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows and 10 bulls, and 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. He put them in the care of his servants, each herd by itself, and said to his servants, Go ahead of me and keep some space between the herds. When he instructed the one in the lead, When my brother Esau meets you and asks who do you belong to and where are you going and who owns all these animals in front of you, then you are to say, they belong to your servant Jacob. They are a gift sent to my Lord Esau and he is coming behind us. He also instructed the second and the third and all the others who followed the herds, you are to say the same thing to Esau when you meet him and be sure to say, your servant Jacob is coming behind us for he thought I will pacify him with these gifts I am sending on ahead. Later, when I see him, perhaps he will receive me. So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him, and he himself spent the night in the camp. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of Jacob. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. When the man said, Your name name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and He was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Okay, so lots going on Mm -hmm. here what sticks out to you or what what questions do you have when you read this i have a couple i think yeah but we'll start yeah what what things come to your mind
1: Uh, i think one of the first things um that came to my mind when i read it was just that you know jacob is at this camp um it's, he calls it "This is the camp of God" because he sees these angels of God, mm-hmm. and he names that place Mahanaim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I w- had to look up the meaning of that mm-hmm. word, mm-hmm. and it said that it meant two camps. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then there's this kind of rhythm of two, sort yeah. of throughout the whole chapter, yeah. um, you know, splitting his his party into two groups. Mm-hmm. Um, just this whole attempt to sort of preserve himself or Mm -hmm. preserve part of himself Mm -hmm. in his own plan. Mm
0: -hmm. It's interesting. um, You know, names in scripture, in the old Testament, Mm -hmm. lots of these stories, names are really important. And we see some really important names in this story. You know, the, the naming of the place where they wrestled Peniel, Mm -hmm. um, this Mahanaim. And it, it's, you know, it's interesting, I think, when we read that, when we read scripture and we come to a name, especially one that's untranslated, it might be a clue for us to say, what is that? And You don't have mm-hmm. to be a Hebrew scholar mm-hmm. to know what the answer is, because if you have a good study Bible, mm-hmm. a lot of times the answer's in the margins or in right. the bottom. So in my Bible, it says, uh, there's a little note on the word Mahanam, and and then it says Mahanaim means two camps. Mm-hmm. And and so then you can start to say, okay, now what on earth does that mean? Right. And uh, as we talked about this, you know, you talked about two camps meaning.
1: Yeah, Jacob, you know, was there. He kind of saw his camp and God's camp being mm-hmm. in this place. Mm-hmm. It did make me think too about, you know, obviously this was important to Jacob and to, you know, he had a, a name for that place Hmm. and he called it such Mm -hmm. and you know sort of the same thing I can't remember what chapter it is when he names Bethel Mm -hmm. because he he experiences God there in Hmm. that place and then Mm -hmm. Peniel that same thing you know Mm -hmm. he names it Mm -hmm. made me think about Mm -hmm. the places in my life where I've experienced God and and how I how I see those
0: yeah that's interesting these are they're wandering people right so Mm -hmm. they're They're going to different places and setting up camps. And Mm -hmm. I suppose all of us are wandering people in life. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting to think about. Interesting for me and for our listeners to think about where are those places in your life where you have encountered the -hmm. presence of God in a really full way?
2: Yeah.
0: And what would you name them? What would you name them? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good challenge for all of us mm-hmm. to take five minutes today and write a little timeline of your life. Yeah, It's sort of a map of of the places you've been and gone as you've lived.
1: Yeah, a bit of a testimony yeah. too to God's yeah. work in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And and important for us to all realize that we're on a similar journey mm-hmm. that Jacob was on. One of the things that struck me as I'm I'm reading this. Um, <laughs> He's getting a gift ready for his brother. Mm. It's in verse 14. 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. You know, when it comes to Christmas now and birthdays, my siblings and I have just said, <laughs> let's not get each other gifts anymore because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just at this place where, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get that gift for my sister next year. No. Yeah, but, she but, would really appreciate yeah, she that. She would love that. <laughs> Just drop those off in her yard. But <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because when I think about this, I think about how different the world of Jacob is from my mm-hmm. world. Just the, the context of it, uh, what he The things he did as he lived, what a day looked like for Jacob looks really different than what a day looks like for me. Mm -hmm. Um, He's out traveling and and out in the wilderness and and here I'm not doing that. So the day is very different, but his story is so similar Mm -hmm. to all of ours and i think one of the things that can happen as we read scripture is is we can get caught in that first observation that i made where where we think this what what on earth does this have to do with me this mm-hmm. is so different i can't even imagine giving my sibling 200 female goats and 20 male goats and i can't even imagine what 200 female goats look like in one place right but i can imagine what it's like to have a relationship with someone that's strained Mm -hmm. because of the things that I've done or the things that they've done. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine what it's like to approach that person with fear and want to do everything I can to smooth it out before we have that conversation. That I can imagine. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting too, that we even get, we don't often get this in scripture, but here we get in verse 20, we get a little look, a glimpse into his mind that says, for for he thought, I will pacify him with these gifts I'm sending on ahead. Yep. I can feel that. Mm-hmm. I can feel the fear that he feels. So I think uh, other observations or things you have, or should we frame up this story?
1: I think let's frame it up okay. because I think it would be a good spot to go back and see where, why is he trying to pacify his brother?
0: Yeah. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. So for, for Jacob and Esau, his brother, it start, this sibling rivalry started. In the womb. Yeah, before, <laughs> before before, they even were born. They were struggling together.
1: Yeah, in fact, I think Rebecca feels them wrestling in her, in her belly. And she even goes to the Lord and he says, there are two nations struggling in your belly. Hmm. You know, it's like the Lord knew even then. She's pregnant with twins, mm-hmm. and I know what's coming of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, right at the beginning of their story, we see that that these names they mean something, mm-hmm. right? So, the name Jacob means
1: heel grabber, heel grabber, I think, right?
0: Yeah. Yep, and the name Esau means Harry. Harry. <laughs> Great names. Um, no wonder they were rivals. <laughs> and even as uh, so. Esau was born first and Jacob was born second Mm -hmm. and he was grabbing at the heel of Esau even as they were born. Yeah. Um, So where does that story lead?
1: Well, it kind of leads down a path of, you know, because Esau was born first, he has the birthright and Mm -hmm. he gets the blessing just as the firstborn. Um, That was their, their culture. But Jacob, that we see this whole um, sibling rivalry be perpetuated by the parents Mm -hmm. because the text actually actually tells us that Jacob, his mother loved him Mm -hmm. and Jacob's or uh, Esau's father loved him, Mm -hmm. you know, so they had Mm -hmm. their favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like Jacob had a history of manipulation, Mm -hmm. you know, as he, he, s- he gave his brother a bowl of lentils
0: mm-hmm.
1: in exchange for his birthright.
0: Mm-hmm. When he was really hungry, right?
1: Right. Yeah, he thought, and there's a whole, you know, you could go even further into that, into that story. But then Jacob dresses like Esau and steals the blessing from Esau, you know, tricking Isaac. But all of that was his mother's idea, and she helped him along the way.
0: Yeah, so Jacob is, he, he gets this blessing kind of by deceitful means, mm-hmm. a blessing from his father. Mm-hmm. And and so that, that puts Jacob and Esau kind of at odds. Yeah. And then Jacob leaves. And mm-hmm. he's gone for... A long time. long time. And a lot happens. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to read this story, you know, you can page back to... Chapter 28, 29, mm-hmm. 30, 31, you know, we've get... Jacob actually does pretty well for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets flocks and herds and yep. people, and, you know, he, he, he makes his way in the world, but he's still troubled by this relationship with his brother. And so mm-hmm. here we have this moment where he's preparing to meet with his brother. And what what is the purpose of that meeting? Why? Why are they, why is he wanting to meet his brother?
1: Well, I think he has heard from the Lord that he's supposed to go back to his land, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's, he's headed back, um, because the Lord has made a promise to him. Uh, I don't know where that verse is. Verse 12. When he's praying and he says, I will surely make you prosper and will make mm-hmm. your descendants like the sand of the sea, mm-hmm. which cannot be counted. And that was supposed to be, you know, in in this new land. And so he's kind of going back for that. What do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he, I, th- you know, I think for, on a very personal level, what I see in this story is he wants to reconcile with his brother mm-hmm. too. Right? That's the hope is that that they would. And so it's, it's on this journey. Right where we've got these brothers at odds, uh, one now coming back, Jacob sets up this camp, he Mm -hmm. sends everybody ahead, he's alone at this camp, and something happens. Jacob was left all alone, it says in verse 24, and then a man wrestles with him Mm -hmm. until daybreak. And if I was going to ask questions, one of the first questions that I have is, who was he wrestling with? And I think Jacob had that same question. Mm Mm-hmm there there. i mean is this something that uh that would happen at this time right <laughs> just getting ready for bed and someone just starts randomly pops up <laughs> pops up and starts wrestling with you probably not so jacob knows something important is going on
1: and he's had experiences with god like he's you know he's had these encounters with the lord so he has a history
0: absolutely mm-hmm. and so then we go to verse 26 and we get a clue Well, let's actually pause for a minute. I don't want to go too far. Mm -hmm. They're they're wrestling. Uh, The man saw that he could not overpower him, and he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched, and as he wrestled with the man. And then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. That's a clue as to who, who it is, because the tradition is that if you see God face to face Mm -hmm. what happens to you is death you die Mm -hmm. so here he's wrestling with god notice that it's at night Mm -hmm. so he can't fully see who he's wrestling with and then this man says let me go for its daybreak and that for jacob is a clue because look at what his reply is Mm
1: -hmm. i will not let you go until you bless me
0: Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. like oh i got god here i now i can get the -hmm. blessing that i've already received um and so then God, the man, asks, what's your name? Jacob's, Jacob says, "It's my name is Jacob. Mm-hmm. And then he's given a new name. You will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. So he'll grab her mm-hmm. to Israel. Mm-hmm. And Israel means he struggles or he strives with God, mm-hmm. which actually Jacob has been kind of doing his whole life. Right. He's been struggling with God and with himself mm-hmm. and with the people in his life, like all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he receives this blessing. He, he names this place now again, a new name, uh, Peniel, which means face of God. Because here he says, because Jacob knows this, if you see God face to face, mm-hmm. the end of that is death. Mm-hmm. Um, but here he saw it face to face and he was spared mm-hmm. so there's a whole lot going on yeah. in this text and i think what it does ultimately is is it really sets us up for what is to come jacob and now we have a, an introduction of the the nation of israel mm-hmm. the people who will uh, be god's chosen people throughout the story to come the people who strive and wrestle with mm-hmm. God. That's really the story that we're going to see as we start to turn the pages is that that God's people are going to wrestle with God, not in a physical wrestling match, but in a spiritual one. Uh, who are, uh, are they going to be able to to live in this covenant with God? Are they going to be able to remain faithful to God? Are they mm-hmm. going to be able to call God their God mm-hmm. and, and follow him? And I think we'll see that Answer to that is
1: no spoiler alert, <laughs> yes, <Yeah, spoiler laughs> they can't up. do it.
0: They can't do it. Can the people no. of God serve him and be faithful to him? Mm-hmm. No, they can't, and that's where the effects of, of what happened in chapter three, yeah, go so very, very, very deep mm-hmm. into because remember, in the garden, they walked with God, they lived mm-hmm. with God. Uh, he was with them, and and now he's with them in a different way because of sin. Yeah. Let's talk about Jacob, and there's a there's a little passage in Hebrews that talks about Jacob. Mm-hmm. What does it say there?
1: Yeah, Hebrews eleven. I got to get there. This is the Hall of Faith. And so it kind of highlights, you know, lots of lots of people from the Old Testament, um, especially uh, one little verse is given to Jacob, who has lots of chapters in Genesis. But it says, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff.
0: <laughs> so all of his life, he shows the the uh, the effects of this wrestling. With yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he's been impacted for all of his life with a limp. So he was limping because of his hip at in verse thirty one, you know, as the sun rose, he was limping and that never ended. He was leaning, but he was worshiping.
0: Hmm. So Jacob the promise that God makes to Jacob is that his family will be <laughs> the 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 family that fills the earth and his descendants as he says in his prayer, will be like the sand of the sea, which can't mm-hmm. be counted. And and if we were to page forward to the end of end of chapter 35, we see Jacob had 12 sons, and those become the 12 mm-hmm. tribes yep. of the people of Israel.
1: Yeah, and the rest of that blessing or that promise is that all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it really... Um, does point us toward, toward Jesus who ultimately comes, you know, from this, from this nation.
0: Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting to think about the fact that, okay, now here, you know, this is a story Mm -hmm. and it's a true story. And now we have some very important players in this story, Mm -hmm. the nation of Israel, the the people that God will dwell with and deliver. And, And so a lot of this is really setting up what is to come. One other thing that I think is really really interesting is we've talked about the importance of names mm-hmm. and about Jacob naming these places about the names that Jacob and Esau have and and Jacob gets a new name in this we mm-hmm. talked about that mm-hmm. to to strive with but we are all given a new name too mm-hmm. in faith we are given the name child of mm-hmm. God and in baptism that's what we claim and proclaim mm-hmm. and remember and realize is that that god comes to us with a promise with a blessing as well and in that we are given a new name and so jacob's identity changes because of who god is Mm -hmm. and the same is true for us and and what an amazing thing for us to claim and to know is that yes we are going to Drive and struggle in life, but God also has made a claim on mm-hmm. us, and God has a future for us, and we're part of this same story that Jacob is mm-hmm. a part of.
1: Yeah, and how he starts with, as two camps at the beginning of chapter thirty-two, and in the end, he has become one nation. Hmm. You know, and it's the nation of God, it's the hmm. people of God, and and just that he was almost like he was striving against God as the two nations, or trying to make his own mark or like he had to, you know, he's used to tricking people for blessings and he was trying to, he was tricking Laban to try to, you know, gain more, more members of the herd or the flocks Mm -hmm. for himself, you know, and, and here he's, um, he is striving with God and ultimately comes, I think to a, you know, God touches his hip and he is in a place of submission and, Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. no, I am yours, God, Mm -hmm. you know, independence on him.
0: Mm -hmm. So this journey that he has traveled on is now taking a different course. Mm -hmm. There's a different destination because of his encounter with God. And how true is that for so many, many people? When you come to meet God and when you find God's faithfulness towards you and you begin to follow Jesus, there is a different path Mm -hmm. in front of you. To walk. Mm -hmm. You might walk a little different than you did before. Right. But the path is still there. Mm -hmm. We will find out what becomes of Jacob and the people of Israel next time as we continue to strive with and struggle with these texts. There's so much depth to these texts. Every time we approach them, I'm just amazed by the way that, that God speaks in these words and that He has something to say to you to you and to me today. And so I invite you to keep listening. As we continue on, I invite you to invite others to come and join us in this. Know that you can share this on social media. You can like it. You can subscribe. You can give us a rating. And you can uh, be ready for the next episode to drop soon, next week. And in the meantime, stay deeply rooted.
1: Wait a minute, Ben. Whatever happened to Jacob and Esau?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Let's skip forward to chapter 33, verse 4. This is when they come to meet. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they wept.